Hey everyone, just a quick note about this episode. It does contain heavy spoilers for the third season of Barry. It actually contains spoilers for all three seasons of Barry. So if you haven't watched this show, it's kind of weird that you clicked on this episode, but you're here anyway. Uh, You may want to stop listening. Uh, Another note, there is a major storm happening during the recording of this episode. Uh, As a result, Travis loses power a couple times. Some of the editing may seem a little choppy. We do apologize. We tried to keep the conversation going. Um, He actually loses power completely at the end, so he is not there for the final moments. Uh, We do apologize, but we wanted to get this out to you as quickly as we could. Uh, We hope you enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 128 of Nerds with Mikes. I'm Justin. I'm Travis. And today's a little different. Uh, Emily's not with us today because Emily didn't watch Barry. And this whole episode is dedicated to Bill Hader's uh, work of art, Barry. Uh, Season three just ended last night. I think we both are in therapy as a result of it. Oh, man. Uh, We're just going to dive in. But before we do, I did want to address a few things. We have been um, off of our schedule for a couple of months and we are working to address that. We hope to be back. We have a couple of vacations coming up. Um, let's see. You're, we're both this weekend. We don't know if Emily's going up vacation anytime soon. We need to find that out. It should be a week after next, I believe. That's when she's going? Well, I think we should be back by then, if she, as oh, long yeah, as she's yeah. not going. yes. Yeah, we're aiming for end of June, early, uh, early July uh, to come back on a regular weekly basis. Uh, we're going to change some things up. I know Summer Game Fest has been going on. A lot of stuff to talk about. We'll get to it when we get to it. But today, we're talking about Barry. Oh, Barry. Barry. Barry, Barry, Barry. Uh, we have been pumping out content on the website. Uh, there's actually a written review for Barry the first four episodes and then the whole season. Uh, and I think very highly of it. <laughs> um, I think you think highly of it. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I would go as far as to say that this might be one of the best, if not the best seasons that we've gotten so far. I mean, I think every every season is built upon each other. I mean, I know this is only the third, the third, uh, the third season, but I feel like each season has gotten stronger, and I and it's got and it's different. It's not like just a rehash of the same. Um, but yeah, I, I am very fond of this season and the show in general. You're very fond of it. Oh, very fond. Yes. Good call. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it kind of felt like, um, you know, season one, it's just in season one, it, 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 you're going to say the show got darker, right? And we'll, we're going to talk about that in detail later on. But like, it does kind of follow a natural progression where like, he's gotten in over his head. He like in the beginning, he wasn't in over his head. And right. it slowly just piled on and on and on and on and on. And yeah, it's just, man, this from the beginning, this season just felt different. I remember watching that first episode and after it was over, I thought, I don't feel so good after that. Like that feels bleak. Um, Yeah. All right. So the first episode, my opinion, or not my opinion, as a fact, is called Forgiving Jeff. And Barry tells us you can't forgive Jeff right after he kills two men. Um. And it kind of that kind of comes full circle. Like I didn't think much of that title. Like I knew Barry the whole season was kind of seeking forgiveness from from Gene. Yes. Uh, but as we find out in the end, you don't forgive Barry either. No, you, it's like that. That title <laughs> comes full circle. I think, right? Yeah. No, I think it absolutely does. I think 
honestly, the very first uh, the very first episode is really a foreshadow of how they plan on wrapping up season three, uh, and definitely does come full circle. I don't think we necessarily knew what that meant in the beginning, but by the end, we sure did. Oh yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the the Gene and Barry dynamics. So we ended season two with Fuchs whispering in Gene's ear. Barry Berkman did this. Um, and Gene kind of in shock, doesn't realize it at first. And then in a moment of clarity, at the in final moments of season two, he remembers, oh, Barry did this to the love of my life. So you have this guy, Gene, who Barry thinks the world of. He is the father figure that Fuchs tried to be and failed miserably. And and now he hates him. He hates Barry. He wants him dead. In fact, he brings a gun. He to like he's gonna shoot him in the in the fir- uh, first episode. Yes. I mean, and what what does what does Barry do as a result as a result? Do you remember? Uh the gun breaks. No, I and, don't. I... Yeah, Barry blocks him in the trunk of his car. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have this whole thing where Barry's trying to get forgiveness, and he thinks that the only way to do that is to revive Gene's acting career, which we'll get into that a little bit more and what that means for other people like Sally. But it's it's just funny to think about this character who murders people, murders the love of his life, right? Gene's life. And then there's I can make it all right by getting him an acting job even if it's a small walk on part of laws of humanity, which is a great name for a fake show. So, cause his name was Hugh played by Zach Morris. If you remember, um, I like, what is Barry thinking in this moment? Because like clearly getting an acting job does not make up for murdering a loved one. No, it absolutely does not. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think that's just the only way he really knows how to fix it. Uh, I think if we've learned anything from about Barry, it's that he doesn't really know how to connect with people in a way, right? Uh, so I think that you know knows how to fix it in his mind is to kind of resurrect his acting career, Gene's uh, acting career, because there was a certain amount of fallout that happened with all the events of, you know, uh, you know, I don't think Gene was really even really. <laughs> I think one thing that we've learned. Is that Gene really wasn't a light character in Hollywood, right? And he no, kind of did not it at all. He kind of did it to himself. So I think Barry was repairing a career that he really even wasn't responsible. That was broken. That it was all Gene's fault, anyways. Um, and it's kind of cool how they kind of revealed, um, you know, saving a Marine by helping him find act thought that was a very clever tie-in and how that that gene's career being kind of revived started yeah and yeah so we see that you know gene was a turd and there's even like one part where like this pa on a set was like hey you threw coffee on my in my face like on the set of frazier or something and gene looks at him goes you're gonna have to be more specific than that which i thought was just hilarious um but yeah so Beyond that, you know, Barry takes this job. Uh, he blows up the Bolivian's house and kills uh, Cristobal's father-in-law. And Barry gives Gene all the money from that job. Uh, this allows Gene to have a nice house for his son and grandson. It allows him to live comfortably. It allows him to pursue this acting thing. 
Um, so seeing what happens at the end, even though what Barry did is wrong and cannot be forgiven, it was still kind of surprising to see Gene turn on him in the end after Barry gave him all that money, which I know money doesn't fix things, but like it kind of felt like they were good. Like, I'm leaving you alone. You leave me alone. I never want to see you again. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, he ran into Joe Montana in the uh, when he's shopping for suitcases to try to leave town, and you could tell that there has been some long-time beef between them, uh, obviously, and that's obviously when he says, you know, he read the article and he was kind of touched by the fact that, you know, Gene saved a veteran, uh, you know, through acting, right? Um, and basically, that kind of starts Gene's apology tour, if you will, Um you know, throughout Hollywood because he invites him over to his house. And from there, obviously we find out that, uh, there is a certain female. What, what's her name? You know, I don't remember. She was a director that he knew in the seventies. Um, yeah. From New York. Right. Yeah. And, uh, he, he goes around the table, you know, making apologies and everybody's being very receptive. And then she, uh, then he gets to her and he basically calls him out on just, making the apologies for himself just to make himself feel better uh, that he can sleep at night and doesn't necessarily mean it. Uh, So then he basically makes it his mission to try to help her career the same way that I feel like he feels like Barry has kind of given him a second chance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I'm seeing if I can find her name, but I actually cannot. Um, It's okay. If you want to just want to, if you just want to talk about it, I'll, I'll try to look up, see if I can find it. Yeah. Uh, so talk about Gene, you said? Yeah, the whole apology tour and your thoughts around that whole process. Yeah, so, I mean, Gene does feel like a different character. He's not, I mean, he's he's still Gene, but, like, he's kind of, I guess, he thought he was going to die, I guess, at the hands of Barry. He knows Barry, what he can do, because Barry has actually done it. Um, So he does kind of have this new outlook on life. He saw his son and grandson be threatened by Barry. Um, oh, let's talk about that real quick. When... After he frees Gene, or he doesn't free Gene, Gene gets away, uh, Barry shows up at Gene's son's house and basically says, if you do this again, or if you do anything that's going to put me in danger, I'm, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to kill your son and your grandson. Straight and, up. <laughs> and then he says, I love you, Mr. Cousineau. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, oh, this was uncomfortable. And then, and then he's like, I need you to say it back. And Henry Winkler... Give him the freaking Emmy. He just looks at him. And you just see the pain in his face. And he says, I love you, Barry. And it's like so uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. That... I, got second, I got secondhand uncomfortable. Yeah, oh it was so good. I actually I started the review today on the website. Uh, I don't know if you've read it or not. It's, I started, I started to, it with. Yeah. Huh? I started to, yes. Yeah, I started with, I'm going to make this easy for the Hollywood Ford, Hollywood Ford and Press Association and the Emmy voters. Give Bill Hader all the awards. Give Sarah Goldberg all the awards. Give Stephen Drude all the awards. Give Henry Winkler all the awards. And just so on and so forth down the list of everyone I could think of that was involved in this show. Because um, they deserve it for both categories, drama and comedy. <laughs> just do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, can we also, can we kind of pivot from talking about Gene? Because I, I feel like, Gene and Barry is like the whole overarching theme. I feel like for the yeah. season, um, but I would like to talk about Sally this season. <sighs> Sarah Goldberg crushes the role of Sally and she has since day one. I, yes. I, I rooted for Sally in the 
in the first season and I rooted for Sally and Barry in the second season. However, this season I rooted that she would somehow be taken out of the show. What? <laughs> Not because she's a bad actress, but that character I just is gotten under my skin oh, and her character I have, is so good. And I have grown to hate that character. Oh my god. Just because, as, as, a, as, a, as a person, like as a person, because like she makes it, she realizes, I mean, obviously Barry did raise his voice at her in that one scene. And oh yeah. And, <laughs> and that was really her leaving, you know, the reason for leaving. But I really think it's because she realized she didn't need Barry anymore. Right. Yeah. And, um, but like in all Barry, I feel like tries to do is reconcile the entire season with trying to like get back with her to help her understand like what kind of place he's in. Uh, now does he necessarily do that well when he's on the couch, basically telling about all the ways that he can, you you change your dog out with a slightly smaller (laughs) dog. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to make her feel like she's shrinking within her own house, moving her furniture around, things like that. And that's the thing about it that I hate is that like, she has this attitude like, oh, my God, you're a freak. Go away. But then after everything that happens to her this season, you get to the end. Now, all of a sudden, Barry's good enough. Now you want Barry to do the things that you thought he was a freak about. Now, and I just – that type of character, man. She's it's Lady like, Macbeth, dude. Uh, you, when you said that, I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you're is. absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, She's always been self-serving and like selfish. That's just been her since day one. Yeah. But this season – she was phenomenal. Like that character was su- such, she has a great story arc. And I even put in the review, you could make another show called Sally and just follow her in all of her escapades this season. I would watch it. Um, so yeah, she has her show Joplin, which is about her raising a daughter after getting out of an abusive relationship. This is a second episode, right? Is this uh, the rise and fall of her? I believe so. Her rise yeah. and fall goes over a few episodes, but uh, she's in like the writer's room. Barry shows up, says, Hey, I need you to give Gene Cousineau a job. She says, no, he's ruined his career. I can't do it. Barry doesn't understand it and yeah. freaks out in such an intense scene. Maybe one of the most intense scenes in the show. I, I, no, I take that back. I mean, it is one of the most intense scenes of the show, but I forgot where I was going. To this. I was thinking of Chris from season one, but blows up on her. Not just like an argument, but like a strip yelling at her. Yeah. And I don't uh, think he's ever done that to her before, has he? No. I mean, not that we've ever seen, no. Yeah. Which Natalie makes reference that he gets angry sometimes, but we've never actually seen that. Speaking of Natalie, uh, Sally's treating Natalie like a dog. Uh, it's her assistant. She's from the acting class from the first two seasons, yep. Darcy Carden, who plays Janet on The Good Place. Um, but um, that's important <laughs> to remember Natalie. But... Um, yeah, like no one thinks anything of him yelling at her except for this young actress who then tells Sally at the premiere of her show, like, hey, Barry's a bad dude. He's going to do something dangerous. You need to get away from him. And that does leave lead to Sally um, breaking up with him. Yeah. After she gets a 98 on Roddy Tease, which I yep. love calling it Roddy Tease. I think that <laughs> is a great <laughs> name for it. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. So we we see that we see that we see the rise of Sally with her ninety eight on Roddy T's. She breaks up with Barry. She's in control of her life, right? Yeah, show She's gets thriving. Canceled. Yeah, thriving. show gets canceled. 
<laughs> was it like the next day, right? Yeah, it was. It was the front page of the Banshee streaming network for like three hours in the middle of the night. It yeah. didn't have desserts in the first like ten minutes. I think is one of them. Yeah. It didn't have. Yeah, a, it didn't give the taste buds. Yeah, it, it it didn't meet the algorithm. So the algorithm <laughs> said no, we're canceling it, and it was replaced by the new Medusas, which is like the toughest show ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, I love how this show is like a parody of Hollywood at the same time. Well, that's like what I was gonna say. Like, this is honestly kind of like a really good behind the scene, behind the scenes of how this stuff kind of sometimes goes in Hollywood. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> with Netflix canceling like good shows because like people just don't watch them as much as they th- think they should. Yeah. Um. But her show gets canceled. She's. That's when Barry's like, "Hey, do you want me to uh, make her dog smaller, or, or do you want me to yeah, take a picture of her sleeping and text it to her?" And all this really weird, like, creepy stuff that you don't want anyone to offer. Yeah, know? she's yeah, like looking is... at her. She's like looking at him and just sheer horror by the things that are coming out of his mouth. Yeah, and then she says, "Like, get out!" And that's kind of like the what you think is going to be the final nail in their relationship coffin. Um, Sally does start working on the new Medusas and brings too much logic to that ridiculous storyline. <laughs> but yeah. on her way out, she sees Natalie in a writer's room show running her own show about a daughter mother who owned a cupcake shop, which falls in line with the desserts in the first 10 minutes. And this is, this is, so we've seen the rise and fall of Sally. Now we're seeing the destruction of Sally. Yeah. Cause what happens in the elevator, Travis? Uh, the elevator, uh, basically, she just flat out lets her have it. She screams at her. She basically accuses her of stealing her idea, tells her she's never going to make it. Uh, and, and also in typical TMZ fashion, that video of that argument in the elevator gets leaked to the internet and uh, causes more of a downward spiral. Yeah, her apology was bad too. Yeah, Sally uses some colorful language Yeah, in the screaming. Um, and that performance though by her, like... She had a meltdown, bro. Full on like, meltdown. If you watch her act, it's like full rage, and I love it. It's so good. She's got to win this year. She has to the win. The fact that you this love year. this character, I hate. I hate it. Uh, what? The fact that you love this character. Oh, I, hate I think it. her character would be awful to like be around. But I like her character as like a viewer. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to be friends with this character in real life. But as a viewer, I'm like, this is like one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, because she's like just so unhinged, and she has been since day one. Yeah, but her screaming at her, oh my god! Just the rage. I love just the pure rage that comes out. But then she does go to Barry. She's like, "Hey, can you uh, can you mess with Natalie for me?" Um, and this <laughs> yeah. is actually, huh? I said, "Yeah." And then he, it'd be nice to see him go get another dog. But uh, yeah. we didn't get that far in the conversation, did we? No. All right, we're, let's pause the Sally part here because we need to get to the Revenge Army to explain why what happens next happens. But yes, okay. No, Hank and Cristobal, they're in love. Yeah, which I'm rooting for him, bro. Dude, I am too. Dude, that's my favorite TV couple right now is no Hank and Cristobal. That's a couple yeah. goals right there. Yeah, and they got separated, obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to steal your thing. No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so we see, obviously, there's such a roller coaster at the beginning of the show with them two. Like, you know, last season obviously did not end well with Barry going into the monastery and basically <laughs> murking everybody. Right. Um, yeah. So um, Christopher's uh, father-in-law comes to town uh, and brings a little, a little army and basically is wanting to check in on him because obviously he hasn't been home and 
his mission in America hasn't been a success. Uh, and he's worried obviously about his daughter. Um, and obviously his, his father-in-law, I think, you know, by the time things go sideways, he's on to like what's going on with Noho Hank and just, you know, all that situation. So Noho Hank basically has Barry come in and sneak a bomb under, <laughs> under the house, which I thought was, it's moments like that that make it a comedy, but we'll talk about that by the end of this the episode. The app about, tech support. Yeah, just it's just so funny. The app, the person on the other end of the line hears the bomb goes up. Oh, that sounds like that did the trick. I'm was like, it the uh, was it the password like Berkman goes boom or something like that? Yeah, and location <laughs> services is turned on. Access, you know, it's so funny. But uh, but yeah, their relationship, man, and it is really sad because. Just when you think Barry saved the day, um, uh, Christopher's ex uh, or his wife, uh, not his ex-wife, but his wife, comes back and basically uh, kidnaps him and takes him back to the home country while Noho Hank is in the closet just crying, and it breaks my heart, bro. That whole scene was intense when she's walking towards the closet, and you're like, oh, no, she's going to see him, and then she sees the picture of the two of them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man. Yeah, uh, it is thundering here, so I apologize if you hear that. Um, yeah, same. Man, it was it was tragic because like things are starting off, and you know you're happy, and like Noho Hank's character, while he's gotten mixed up into you know crime, it's never been like he's dark. evolved, man. He like, has, he's... and is he a broken person now? The season, dude. That whole scene of him being held capture and just the things that he had to do to get out, and by the time he's reunited with Cristobal, I almost, I almost thought, I mean. I'm like, is Cristobal dead? Just the way he kind of fell into his arms. It just I thought that too, yeah. That maybe he was staying alive long enough to see him, and then he just let go. You know what I mean? Well, Michael We don't Irby, really get that. So yeah, I don't know. Michael Irby, who plays Cristobal, someone asked him on Twitter, like, are you going to be in season four? And he replied with, well, no, Hank did save me. So, Oh, okay. Well, that's the good. way he made it sound like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be in season four. Dude, he just straight up capped old boy's wife. <laughs> so that was no Hank's first kill on the show. So will he be a different man? Does the tiger count? I don't know. But <laughs> that's what first that's what was next person. door, I would assume, right? Panther. Uh Panther, you think? That's what Bill Hader said Panther. Oh, okay. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to uh, the Prestige TV podcast with Sean Fantasy and Bill Hader every week, and it's great. Actually, I recommend it for you too. Do they break down every episode? Every yeah, every episode there's an episode where he sits down with Bill Hader and they talk about what went into that episode. Oh it's yeah. I wanna perfect. Yeah, I want to. I want to listen to that for They're sure. They're quick, like thirty minutes. About the length of the episode each. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, Noah Hank has now killed somebody, which he has always been around it, but he's never done it. He's always been kind of like a fake, not really. I don't want to say a fake tough guy because he's not a tough guy. He's just like fake authority, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but now he's done it. Yeah, he's done it, and he took down basically every member of the Bolivians. So like, yeah. But then what? again, his guys are dead. So, like, yeah. what does this mean? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of somebody that isn't always uh, always tries to make themselves seem like somebody they're not really. You want to talk about where we meet Fuchs at the beginning of the season and kind of that whole <laughs> season two ends with him trying to kill Fuchs. That's why the monastery shooting happens. Yeah, um, Fuchs is in Chechnya, living with a beautiful woman, taking care of goats. Honestly, yeah. a really good life that he could have yeah. just stayed in. Dude, just chill in Chechnya. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're not a wanted man there. You're not going to get in trouble there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just does that. And then 
uh, Noho Hank calls him. He's like, hey, I need you to come back here uh, to activate the Patsy, is what they say. <laughs> um, but uh, Noho Hank, man. He, I think what triggers him is Noho Hank saying, oh, yeah, Barry's doing great. Yeah, the fact that he thinks that Barry isn't thinking about him or even concerned about him, I think, gets under his skin. Yeah, it does. And then he calls Barry, and Barry's like, dude, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Even though Barry's not fine. He thinks he's yeah. fine, I guess, because yeah. he's working with Gene on this show. But, uh, yeah, it, it it causes Fuchs to come back. But before he does, he's told this story of revenge and how basically it's a it's a tale like not to pursue revenge. Yeah. And Lenny's like, it brings up all the ghosts of his past. And he's like, okay, I, I'm totally taking the wrong message from this. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, dig up the ghosts of Barry's past, and I'm going to ruin him that way. So he's living a good life, and he takes the wrong message from like a fable or a tall tale or whatever you want to call it. Not a fable because animals aren't I think talking. it says something about a sign, right? He said, show yeah. me a sign. That was the next time, though, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he's down in Mexico or something. Yeah, like so Fuchs comes to America, contacts Ryan Madison's dad, contacts the victim from the first episode, his family, contacts Janice Moss's dad, who is the scariest guy on the planet. Oh, my yeah. God. He <laughs> literally Fuchs. said he made a guy kill himself. Yes. <laughs> I, would, I thought Fuchs was trying to do that to the interrogator. Oh, uh, I yeah, think it was yeah. Albert. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really thought that was what Fuchs was trying to do. Yeah. Um, but he, he uh, the, uh, Taylor, the kind of crazy guy from the first season, Chris's wife. I mean, he gets to all these people and says, Barry did this to your loved one. So um, it was with the biker gang. Uh, Fuchs gets shot and left for dead. And then this like farmer picks him up. <laughs> This has got to be one of the funniest parts of the whole show. With another beautiful daughter that likes him. Yeah, more goats. And then it's so funny because like they've known him for like a day. And the dad's like, you seem like a pretty good guy. (laughs) He found him with a gunshot. He's like, my daughter likes you. I think she wants to be boyfriend and girlfriend. (laughs) I think that's the funniest thing. I don't know why. I think it's so good though. (laughs) I thought the whole funniest part about that scene was he thought he was really in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, "No, there's literally a Starbucks over that hill." Like LA's twenty minutes that way. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was like in Mexico or something. <laughs> yeah, that's when he asked for the sign, though. Like he said, and he sees a newspaper on the floor of this guy's truck. He's like in the truck. Right after they told him, he seems like a good guy, and it says like former man child, referring to Gene saves veterans' life, and it has Barry and Gene on the front page of the paper, and he steals their truck. <laughs> That's such a funny scene, man. <laughs> That's such a great moment. Um, but yeah, so Fuchs has this revenge army. Um, you've got. Let's, let's go down the. Let's go down the list of how those things worked out. Yeah, start with the mom and son. We'll we'll so, do that top one last. Yeah. So the last. yeah. So the mom and son. Um, that actually is one of the end of the episodes. They're standing and they're just having this conversation whether or not they're going to be able to kill kill Barry and who should do it. Well, yeah, yeah first, yeah, first, real, real quick, the guy, the they're the the mother and son of the guy who's the very first scene of Barry when yeah. Barry's in the hotel room. It's that guy's family. Yeah, so so the very first kill that we see Barry make in the entire series so far, it's the mother and son of uh, that victim. Um, uh, we see Fuchs go to them. Basically, he says, you know, I know who did it. Here's their address. And at first, they make it seem like, oh, we don't want any part of this. Then after he leaves, um, 
you know, later in that episode at the end, we see them having a conversation about who's going to kill them, where are they going to do it? And, and then the camera pans around and they're literally, and then the guy says, we'll take it. And then, and they're literally having <laughs> this conversation in front of a guy at a gun store. And the guy's like, cool. And then I'll wrap it up. And then, and so they, they basically go get a gun. Um, they basically stake out Barry's house. Um, even so much so that the son is kind of scouting up on the porch looking for which apartment number his is. Barry comes up with a handful of groceries and can't really get in the door, and the guy helps him into the door. Um, he goes back to the truck, and then <laughs> Barry walks outside, and what you think is going to happen is the mom or somebody's going to get out of the car, but just in Barry show fashion, the mom <laughs> accidentally shoots the son, and then they speed off. <laughs> yeah, we actually don't <laughs> see them again this season. I <laughs> guess we probably won't. No, because it seems like all these things just doesn't, I mean, tend to go the way that you think it's going to go. Uh, and really, the one that gets buried is the one you don't really expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had Ryan Madison's father. Ryan Madison is the guy That's from sad, bro. the acting. Oh, it was the guy from the acting class who um, who brought Barry to the acting class. He was the target. Uh, the Chechens wanted him. Goron Bazaar wanted him dead because he was uh, sleeping with his wife. Um, We'll get to his fate in a minute. Um, we had Chris's wife, Chris from the first season. Um, good guy, wife, yeah. kid, pretty stable. Did the job with Barry. Started having the jitters, and Barry killed him. That was yeah. That was a turning point for Barry. Right. That that was honestly a point in the show in the first season when you're like, oh, this show is definitely not just a comedy. Like this show is 100 percent like super dark. No, um, because I mean that's somebody that Barry went through war with. It was his best friend you know yeah and you know that if he's willing to make those calls what else is he willing to do exactly um chris's wife though poisons him catches him completely off guard doesn't expect it he thinks she he thinks he's going over there for a, a dinner with other veterans we don't even realize that fuchs got to her no not until this the point. moment yeah he <laughs> sees the card which um, was such a good way to end that episode though it was <laughs> Barry's poisoned. He kind of has this vision of an afterlife where there's like a beach. The visual effects during that part are so cool. When he walks out of, uh, I think her name's Sharon. I'll just say Chris's house. house I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And like the waves start coming up on the street. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're like, really, he's, he's like, not, he's not well. That's what you're thinking. He is not well. Yeah, he's like having hallucinations. Like he's dying. Um, he has like this vision of like a beach with all of his victims. Chris is there. Uh, some of the biker gang people there which we didn't talk about the biker gang uh we'll get to that in a second um <laughs> but he starts having these visions and he's like kind of going crazy and ride madison's dad is who picks him up and he kind of contemplates with killing him um but takes him to a hospital and then kills himself which is really sad like which to be fair barry didn't kill him that's true um, That's true. But, yeah. but but he doesn't know that because all he knows is that Fuchs said this is the guy that did it. Fuchs doesn't so he know does, either, I don't think, does he? I don't think he does. Yeah. I think he knew the assignment, but I don't think he realized that he didn't uh, He didn't know that. Or maybe he told him because he ended up shooting the chet, uh, the chets in the vehicle, remember? Yeah, so he true. may have told him it went sideways. I don't know. But but that whole thing is sad just because he, he just didn't even want to live. Yeah. yeah that, was a, that was really sad. Uh, before that, leading up to... Sh- chris's wife's house I, think, I really think it's sharon um there's this epic motorcycle chase on the way to her house yes um gosh it was so well done and i, I what i liked about it was is it was an action sequence but you didn't have all these quick cuts and like close-ups 
Yeah. It looked like you're playing Grand Theft Auto. It really did. It was like a wide shot behind the motorcycle and it, it just like followed him on the freeway. And it was, it was so a crazy cool. action sequence, honestly. It was. Um, so they follow him, big shootout at a car dealership. Barry gets to the house, gets poisoned, has these visions. Um, one, we can go back up to Sally's storyline now, right? That was the one that was in the vehicle, right? With the gun. Yeah. As they drove by. So one of the bikers got away. And when Sally's asking Barry to do something to Natalie, this guy shows up. I don't know. apartment. <laughs> yeah. Like the camera, it was so cool too. It was like the camera like panned and like you see him in the door, but it keeps going. Like it like ignores him. I think if I remember correctly. And then I was like, what the heck is that guy? And then, um, he knocks out Barry straight up. Yeah. He does. Yeah. And, what happens next is probably the most disturbing scene of the whole show to me. I don't know about you. Oh, you talking about when Sally gets choked out almost? Yeah. Here you have a victim of domestic abuse being strangled. And, and for the longest time that this was, it felt like a long scene. Oh, it, it yeah. It felt like every bit of two minutes. Yeah. I, I, her, the only time, the whole time I kept thinking here, you have the victim of domestic abuse about to be, just murdered at the hands of a man. And I thought that's, that that's twisted. Yeah. I thought that's so twisted. And, and it looked like she, he, she was going to die. I mean, he held oh, her yeah. throat. Like you said, at least two minutes. If yeah. it was any shorter than two minutes, it just, it was the agony of watching that yeah. it made it feel longer. Agreed. Um, but Sally gets away. Talk about that. <laughs> so when Barry comes in, he doesn't realize that Sally is in the apartment. Uh, in his room so when he comes through the door he has a steak knife because he doesn't know what he's about to to see um, but obviously when he comes in he starts talking to sally he sets down the steak knife we completely forgot about it by this point i think but when sally is just about to die she reaches for the steak knife and she stabs this dude through the neck and the in the knife the end of the knife comes out of his eyeball and he keeps he makes it seem like it's not a big deal. Like, oh, what did you get in my eye? Like, what did you what did you get in my eye? And the guy's just like bleeding from his neck, the end of the knife sticking out of his eye, and he just like meanders into the other room and starts to call somebody. And then and then, oh yeah. And then Sally goes into that room with a baseball bat and just straight like looks like something off of the Warriors, just straight murders somebody. Yeah. And she is just going ham. And I have to imagine going through that, that it's not just like, she's not just doing it for that moment, but she also is probably channeling a lot of memories she had from being in a domestic violence relationship that she's also taking out those feelings as well. But Barry obviously finally comes to looks through the window, sees her, goes in and grabs her, brings her out, sits her down and said, you know, I did this, you didn't do this. And was trying to be very clear that none of this was her fault. She was uh, never and I there. Thought, yeah, she was never there. And I thought that scene was probably one of the most intense scenes in the whole season um, because just the acting between them two, him making her repeat it so that she believed it and she was crying, but in a way that like blood was basically coming down her face. <laughs> like it was, it was just a very intense and emotional scene. Yeah. Um, he basically tells Sally, go home, go home pack your bags. I'll, I'll, I'll contact you. Um, and then, yeah, that's the end of that scene. But boy, was it intense. <laughs> yeah. So now Sally has killed somebody 
Uh, yeah. So it's two people that have killed people that haven't killed people before. Sally, I think, is going to be a little more shaken than Hank. Yeah. Because um, she's an actress. She's not a murderer. Yeah. She's not involved in crime. But I think um, both of them are just as fragile, honestly. I do too. Um, but then we see Sally. She uh, Barry is on the phone with her, and he's like, "Hey, I'm, I'll meet you at the house. Um, we'll talk about all this." He tells her that he loves her, and she says, "There's actually debate on the internet about this because the subtitle said, oh, you do,' and Bill Hader said she said, love you too.' So oh, okay. that threw people off. So I guess Bill Hader, the creator, confirmed." Says, she says she says love you too but then she gets on a plane to fly away to joplin so is her story done i don't know like i just i don't know what would bring her back to la unless it's like a yeah. you know what i was thinking that maybe she's doing and i just now sit here and thought about this what's up um her the relationship shit that she had i know where you're going with this in the domestic violence relationship she had was in Joplin, correct? I believe so. I mean, I, I think it was maybe be, yeah. now that she has a first kill, not saying that she's necessarily going to go kill someone, but maybe because of that action and she's seen what she was capable of, maybe it brought her out of as feeling. And I don't want to say this because I don't want to make it sound like I'm not trying to undersell what she's been through, but maybe it makes her feel like less of a victim. And she has more power than what she's felt before. And maybe she's going back to face him. Maybe that would be cool. I just now thought about that. That's um, a good theory, man. That's Cause I don't theory. know. Cause I don't know why else you would go back there. Yeah. I don't know either, but I think, I think she, I think she could be going back to kill that guy. Possibly. She's done now, it. It feels guy, good to kill your abuser. Why stop yeah. that guy? I, I almost like I, I looked over, uh, I looked over and, uh, the person I was watching with, I looked over and I said, I said, what if it's like, have you ever seen the show you on Netflix? No, I want well, to. It's, yeah. Well, basically I'm just going to say a spoiler alarm. I'm not going to give you details, but basically the guy that's the, the crazy person and the psycho falls in love with another girl. And at the end of season two, you realize that she is also a psycho and kills people too. Like, it makes me wonder, like did Barry create like another not necessarily she's going to be like Barry and kill everyone, but like, did he, did he unintentionally create, you know, kind of a quote unquote monster, you know what I mean? Yeah. By his actions unintentionally based on the kind of environment that he's created around that situation. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, that's the only thing I can say with, with her, why she'll be going back, but I still have no, uh, and we'll obviously get that cause we've got a good ways to go still, but, I don't know where we're going to go from the actual end of the episode where that's going to go. So yeah. we can go ahead and continue. Um, I think we'll actually go pretty quickly through the rest of this. Um, so we have Albert and the cops. Albert was Barry's Marine buddy who gets shot uh, to the cheek. Barry then full of rage kills the man that shot Albert. Well, it's actually not the person that shot Albert, but he just took his aggression on somebody. So Al Albert knows he's kind of triggered. Yeah. Yeah. Albert's an FBI agent now. Um, and he works with the cops. The cops in the show are so stupid, and I love it. The um, Raven. The Raven. Um, <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen him since he cocked his gun angry and walked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Fuchs has been pinned as the Raven, the guy who shot at the monastery, even though we know it was Barry. Cops don't know that Albert thinks it was Barry. I thinks it could be Barry. Um, Albert is tracking down Barry. He finds him at the grave site of Jeff and Jeff's uh, 
new friend. I don't know what to call it. Um, and Albert basically pulls a gun on Barry and tells him to stop. And Barry turns into a child. He, he starts really screaming does. and crying. He's like in the fetal position. I think it, that's kind of like a mental breakdown almost at that point. Yeah, it was a good scene. Um, so, and then Albert spares him. He's like, I know you're not evil. He's like, I have a daughter because of you, because you saved my life there. I have a daughter. Like you can't be evil because you did that. He basically um, threw him a, a one chance line. Like if, if, if I'm going to let you go, this has to stop now. Starting what I thought was inter- now. Yeah. And I love that because that brings everything full circle because how many times, has Barry done that? What twice now? I think twice. Twice. I think the first season finale was called that, or he said it twice in the first season finale. Yeah, and uh, I just as soon as he dropped that line, I was just like, "That is such a good tie-in." Yeah, it was such a good tie-in. Man, this show is so good. Um, it's gonna be a long wait for season four. Um, it is raining very heavy, so if you hear that, I do apologize. Um, <laughs> You may not be able to hear it though. Uh, but this we have Albert doing that. Fuchs gets arrested though. Um, and he when he's in jail getting booked, he goes, I'm the Raven. Like yeah. he's 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 taking that name. And it makes me wonder, like, is he gonna take the fall here? Like, is he gonna take credit because he's gonna have all this clout in jail? Which I actually have a question about that later. Well, um, I think that's what he's trying to do, is he's trying to create a reputation for himself so when he goes to prison, nobody messes with him. Probably, yeah. Um, so now we have uh, Moss, Gene, and Barry. Uh, Moss uh, interrogates uh, Gene. I love how he calls Gene up while Gene's at brunch. He's like, I need you to come to my house. Gene's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm busy today. And he's like, I need you to come to my house now. Well, okay, I'll be there soon. You know, <laughs> just like I'll head right there. Not only that, but did you also know that he told him exactly how long it was going to be for him to get there based on where he was? Like, how do you know Oh, where he you're was? right. Oh, man, that guy's scary. <laughs> God, oh my gosh! Um, Moss, Gene goes to Moss's house. Uh, Moss says, "Hey, I got something to show you in my garage." They walk in. There's just two chairs, nothing else, just two chairs, and they sit down. And Moss starts this whole interrogation thing where he's like, "You know, did you love my daughter?" And Gene says, "Yes." He's like, "No, did you love my daughter?" And Gene says, "Yes." Did Barry Berkman love my daughter? You know, Gene says, "No." Do you love Barry Berkman? Gene says, "I love all my students." It's like this, and like they're nose to nose. Like the camera starts off wide with both of them and then it closes in on gene i don't know why i'm doing the hand motions because this is going to be a video but um moss's nose is like up against gene's nose like the whole time and it's so intense it is that dude is a scary dude very clear about how he's about how he's good at what he does yeah you know uh oh yeah um but then let's see here so at that point we know barry loves gene right he would do anything for gene he thinks gene is kind of cool with him um so so gene calls barry and says he knows everything he knows you killed janice he's gonna ruin me he's gonna ruin you this is bad and barry's like don't do anything i'll be there in a moment um when he gets there uh, he talks to gene gene has a gun um and you think that Barry's going to go in and shoot Moss. And the entire time you're watching it, I don't know about you, I just felt this sense of dread like this isn't going to go as planned. Did you feel that way? Oh. I thought when he went into the house and um, that Moss was just kind of casually walking around, I'm like, everything 
your your mic cut out again. Um, I'll I'll take over for a second. Um, just chime in whenever it comes back. Um, yeah, it just he's walking around his house like he didn't just interrogate the guy who killed his daughter or who knew who killed his daughter, and I was just filled with dread. Um, the entire time, and then you know he goes over, he starts pouring himself a drink. Barry approaches him with the gun drawn. And you hear like Berkman put the gun down and you hear like multiple voices of them saying like, Barry, put the gun down, put the gun down, Barry Berkman, put the gun down. And you're like, what the heck? And there's like a whole army of cops outside and they arrest him and you find out it was Gene. Gene did the whole setup. Is your mic back yet? It shows you're muted. Um, But um it was just crazy because like Barry trusted Gene and he thought he had that forgiveness. And that's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning with, you know, you don't forgive Jeff and it's kind of the same concept because Barry thought Gene had forgiven him, but you don't forgive Barry. So um, it's just, I don't know. It's, it was something else. All right. Sorry about that folks. Uh, if, if this episode seems a little choppy, uh, there is a major storm going through here. Uh, I think we're good now. Uh, we're about yes. to wrap this up. But Travis, what did you want to talk about with Gene Barry and Moss? Yeah, so I, I to say that I wasn't surprised about how the season finale wrapped up would be a lie. I was definitely not. I had no idea how that was going to end. Uh, I think I was more so surprised. Like I could see like Moss planning something like that in order to get Barry arrested. But what I was not prepared for was Gene to be a part of it. Now, with that being said, I think we all know how terrifying Moss is. And I mean, if he was, if he's hardcore enough to make a man kill himself by getting into his head, then there's no doubt in my mind that there wasn't a way that he couldn't have gotten into Gene's head to make him be a part of something that maybe he didn't want to be a part of. Um, so, you know, I have to, I have to think that, you know, Gene didn't completely act alone in that, in that regard. Uh, it also could have been that Moss threatened his life. Hey, if you don't help, uh, you know, I don't have a problem killing you. Or if you don't help, that means that you didn't love my, all he had to say was if you don't want to be a part of this and that means you don't love Janet. And that's yeah. all that he would need to say. You know what I mean? So, uh, but what I was referring to earlier um, is I don't know where we're going to go from here. I mean, we have Fuchs in jail. Which, what? Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. Fuchs and Barry are probably going to come face to face in jail at some point. Yeah, buddy. And he's going to be the Raven and he's probably going to have all kinds of people around him and he's going to basically give Barry a hard time and Barry's going to get the shit beat out of him while he's in jail. Oh, or yeah. In prison or wherever. So be interesting to see what happens but, with that. Yeah, but I, I can't imagine that Barry is going to be like, we can't have a whole season of Barry just in prison. You know what I mean? So something's going to happen that either he figures out a way to put it on fugues or something, because I don't see them. I mean, maybe, maybe we see fugues get into Barry's head and they plan an escape from prison. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could go any, I mean, there's so many different ways it could go. Yeah. But one of the things that I did want to talk about before, uh, before we kind of wrap up and kind of maybe, uh, say you know what we would look for the future season or what we want to see 
is at what point do we stop calling this a comedy? Like this season felt very bleak. Uh, Barry felt very bleak. However, there are moments though that I find myself laughing at like hysterically during some of these episodes. And it's all moments that I don't really expect to be laughing. Like the scene where um, Cristobal's people and the police are raiding, uh, raiding that little, um, you know, uh, garden thing that they got going on. And he's standing up on top of the, the car garage filming all this chaos happening. I just found myself laughing so much just because he's like trying to show off the operation. And then they just start seeing it just being burnt to the ground and people blowing up and stuff. It's just so crazy. Oh, and I do want to say it yeah. go like one thing that I noticed that, that you forgot in your notes. Oh no. What? It, that I think that we, we really don't understand the importance of, is there was one person in the show that was really like the one person that knew all, and it was the guy that worked at the bidet, sh- or the, not the bidet, the bidet beignet. no beignet place, like that everybody <laughs> went to for life advice. Mitch, like he's the he, beignet guy, and he was actually giving really good sound advice, even though that guy looked like he was going to give you the worst advice of your life. Whenever he told Barry, he's like, maybe maybe Facetime him first. <laughs> He's like, like yeah, was... he's like you. He's like you can't trust these people. And what? Lo and behold, yeah. he's absolutely right. <laughs> that was yeah, a good thought... moment. That was hilarious. And everybody went to him. Everybody. <laughs> Did you notice that the previews in this season they didn't give you much to go off of? Yeah. Like and one of the title... preview was literally just the guy working at the bakery, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And every every title was a line of dialogue. It was like a random line of dialogue too. Yeah. Which I um, think they didn't want you to have any idea what was coming. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What are some of the things that you want to see or that you think might happen with next season? Okay. So I think the only real evidence against Barry is him pulling the gun on Moss, which is a huge deal. Like he, but he, he I don't know if you can say he attempted murder because he didn't actually shoot him. He brandished a weapon and he entered someone's home. I, yeah. There's a chance Barry doesn't get a long sentence because Fuchs is now in jail saying he's the Raven. The Raven is being blamed for shooting up at the monastery. They have no evidence except Albert. Albert knows of any murders. So, like, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, will there be a time jump? Will we ever see Barry out of or in? Will we ever see Barry in jail, or will we ever see Barry out of jail? I mean, I don't know what's going to happen here. And also, one thing I was thinking of is uh, Gene. Um, so real quick, Travis just texted me. He lost power. So I want to wrap this up without him. Uh, this is unfortunate that this happened. Uh, I don't think this storm was on the forecast, but we're going to wrap this up because it's running kind of long. But um, Gene took the money from Barry for blowing up the Bolivians. This has got to raise some eyebrows. How'd you get all that money, buddy? You know, like it doesn't make any sense, especially him giving his salary to the, the director uh, that he screwed over. Uh, I want to know what happens with Sally's story. Uh, what does killing a man do to her? And what does killing a man do to Noho Hank? So a lot of things to uh, for Bill Hader, Duffy Boudreau, uh, Liz Sarf, Sarfin, I think is her name, uh, all of the writers to come up with uh, between now and uh, August or not August. I don't know why I said that between now and season four. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I'm going to wrap it up there since we're having some connection problems tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, we plan to get back to on our routine here in a couple of weeks and uh yeah, if you haven't watched Barry, you probably shouldn't have listened to this episode, but if you made it all the way through, hopefully you thought it sounded cool, and we'll check it out. Thanks. Bye.